0: Good morning and welcome to O Readers Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, June 14, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, chapter 4, and we're at page 54, the second paragraph. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Naomi B., for the 12 traditions, Yvette, and reading the text. Are Duell, Deborah R. and Leslie W. The reference numbers for Tuesday, June 13th are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 10035. That's 10,035, and for the 10 a.m., 10037. That's 10,037. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope. through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Naomi B. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service and I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Naomi B. And I will now ask Yvette to press star one to read the 12 traditions.
2: If that, we can't hear you.
3: Good morning, this is Evette A., a grateful, compulsive, uh, recover compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions, one, our common welfare should come first, personal recovery depends on unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Each OA group ought to be fully self-supported, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-prof- non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA, as such radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to uh, do service today, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Yvette. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overreaders readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 54, the second paragraph, and we'll be reading four paragraphs and commenting on all of them. I will ask Du-L to begin reading.
4: Good morning. Um, morning. I'm starting with Imagine Life.
5: Um, Imagine Life without,
4: thank you. Imagine Life Without Faith. Were nothing left but pure reason, it wouldn't be life, but we believe In life, of course we did. We could not prove life in the sense that you can prove a straight line in the shortest distance between two points, yet there it is. Could we still say the whole thing was nothing but a mass of electrons created out of nothing, meaning nothing, rolling on the destiny of nothingness? Of course we couldn't. The electrons themselves seem more intelligent than that, at least so the chemist says. Hence we saw that reason isn't everything. Neither is reason as most of us use it entirely dependable, though it emanated from our best minds. What people what about people who proved that man could never fly? Yet we had been seen another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, the people who rose above their problems. They said God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but liked to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Actually, we were fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or the other, it is there. For faith, in a power greater than ourselves, and the miraculous demonstrations of the power in human lives are as fact as old as man himself. And um, this is due Recover Compulsive Overeater from New York. We um, really love this, um, you know, because we're in the chapter of agnostics, and it's about. You know, the uncertainty, you know, what What do I believe in? And what can I move towards? Because obviously this program caused me to believe in a power greater than myself. But, you know, how does faith come in? You know, and I always equate faith to confidence in God or confidence in something outside of myself. And they're saying we have this confidence in other things. We have this type of faith in other things. We've had it in reason. We've had it in in um, the chemists, we've had it in electrons. We've had it in in um, devices like a GPS or a phone. Um, we put a lot of faith in those things, um, and they're saying, you know, but but how did that work for us? You know, did that did that have an everlasting impression on us? Did that have a permanent effect on us? Well, I know as a compulsive overeater, those things didn't work for me, you know. Um, going on my own reasoning, going on my own type of faith, it never worked. Um, How do I know? Because I gained 259 pounds. I I was, you know, my life became unmanageable. Um, So they're saying here we're seeing another type of liberation which can free us, and that's in the people who have solved their problem, you know, and we're talking about the recover people here who have taken to a higher power, and, and they're saying, well, you know, that could work for you, but that's not going to work for me, you know, because I'm, I'm terminally unique, you know, um, and I, I can't have that type of faith. What well, they're saying here, actually, don't fool yourself because deep down in every man and woman and child is a fundamental idea of God. And, and the theme is, it's obscured, it's hidden, it's blocked from us. Why? Because we have calamity, we have tragedy. Uh, we have pomp, we have arrogance, we have pride, we have shame, we have all of these things, and worship of other things like the food, the alcohol, the drugs, you know, because I'm an addict. But in some form or another, I saw these miraculous demonstrations from the very get-go. I call them coincidences, but today I know they're miracles. And how do I know that? Because when I tapped under this and I go through the process of removing these blockages,
3: through the steps,
4: I actually see God, I actually see, and, and for some people, they have problem with God. okay, let's change that to principles if If you deal with the principles, then you're connected with God, because God is the principles. you know so if, if you're migrating towards principles, which is love, joy, peace, loving kindness, self-control, all of these things, they're all God, you know so let's not get hang up on the word. Let's look at how it's working for us. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Du. Okay, who would like to share on this? Madam. Madam. Tina S. Deborah. Kim G. Tina S. Deborah. Larry, Deborah R. Kathy V. Larry K. Larry K. Kathy V. Deborah R. I got you. Okay, let's go with those seven. So Matt M, Charles H, Kim G, Tina S. Is that who that was? Of a T. That's all I got was a T. Um, Deborah R, Larry K, and Kathy B. Okay? Go ahead, Matt.
6: Hi, thank you for your service. This is Matt M, the over here from New Jersey. There's so much in these paragraphs, I didn't realize I was reading so much today, but a lot, a lot, a lot was covered. But, uh, you know, uh, hence we saw that reason isn't everything. I was a very reasonable person in a lot of areas in my life. When it came to the whole God thing, I was totally irrational and inconsiderate and just, I just did not care anymore. I was so done with the whole God idea. But then I realized, you know, recently and even like a year ago that I do have something that's watching over me because of all the things I've gone through in my life. I've been so under the weather. I've been so under the radar with the whole God idea, but I realized that just for today, I do have someone that's watching over me, because I have a lot of stress and calamity in my life, and I used to I used to use that and say, well, you know, there is no God, because look, at if, if there was a God, why do you let A, B, and C happen to you? But I realized that just for today, that's not true, because I do have a certain kind of faith that I can, I'm starting to rely on, and I'm reaching out to others and making myself known to people. So that if I disappear it'll be noticed and uh, um that way I will I will never I'll never truly leave the rooms. But uh I do I, I'm so grateful I do I'm starting to reconnect to my higher power and, and being honest with him and praying to it every day and let, letting myself be giving over giving over to it completely because there is no such thing as um my lack of faith in me anymore. I do have faith and I'm grateful that I was able to achieve it. I've been in the rooms ten years and I'm finally just starting to get a conscious contact with my higher power. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the meeting tonight. With that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, um, Matt. Charles hey, H., I you're a up, name followed name by you. M.G. And we're on page 54. We're starting with Imagine Life and reading. We read four paragraphs, and we'll be commenting on all those paragraphs. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Katie. I was really just, I mean, God has came into my life a way that i just like to pause for a second. I don't like stepping on people's toes anymore. Uh, you know, so um, I, I, to answer that first, I, you know, there's so much in there. Um, I see the fourth step in one of them paragraphs, the great reality. Well, it didn't get to that, but it said the fundamental idea of God is, 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 is inside every man, woman, and child. Um, you, I can't imagine life without faith. Uh, you know, (laughs) like if I take a look back, right, the things that my higher power has brought me out of, um, was just more than faith. It was unmerited favor that I didn't have nothing to do with. Right. But I want to take your attention, you know, for all the people like, like myself previously, like, yo, how and why? And I, you know, this. I'm unique. I'm t- like like my friend Du says. You know this won't work for me. Uh, I'd like to take you to to Bill's story, um where it says faith has to work in and through us. 24 hours a day or we perish. So for those that want to ask why and you know I've been in AA all this time and I got I'm so sober and why am I face down in the food? Cause faith has to work 24 hours a day in and through us. Or we perish. Somebody said I was preaching yesterday, and I only smiled because I shared my experience, strength, and hope. I didn't have no collection played out. I didn't say you had to do no Hail Marys. I didn't say you had to go on your knees. None of that. I just shared my experience, strength, and hope. You know, I like the philosophy or the um example of the cell phone. I so believe that if I charge my iPhone into the charger, into the socket, I will be connected. And you know what? I was supposed to go to my home group last night. We went, and I know I was tired. I had to halt. I just turned around about faith, went home, and higher power entered into me like never before. Sleep is like God's cousin, for real. And I'm, I'm willing to um, lift up half the Bronx because I am connected to a power greater than myself. And faith is working through me today. And thank you very much for your service, I pat.
0: Thank you, Charles. Thank you so much. Okay, Kim G, you're up, followed by Tina F. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered
7: compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Yet we had been seeing another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world. You know, we talked a lot yesterday about what we worship. You know, I have to tell you, as somebody that was a believer, you know, I, I went through 12 years of religious schools. I thought this chapter was totally irrelevant for me. But what I started to see was even though my words said I believe in a power greater than myself, my actions did not. Because, you see, I put my reliance in the world, and that failed me utterly. You know, I put my reliance in being a size six would make everything okay. I put my reliance in getting that right boyfriend, having enough money, having a certain reputation. But what I started to see as I'm going through this chapter was when my my, um, identity and my um, safety was reliant on the world, I started to see that all the things that I thought kept me safe was the exact reason I felt so unsafe, because the world is so unpredictable. You know, even coming into Overeaters Anonymous, what was I putting my faith and reliance in? A sponsor, the tools, a food plan. Those are all human aid. And I had to look at my own experience, whether I believed in a God or not, and they were failing me utterly. And I started to see that I was this this victim of a delusion. I could wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if only I managed well. And that even in my best moments, my best moments, when I was controlling the world, I had ten balls in the air and everything was okay, the best I could do is I was a producer of confusion rather than harmony. So I need this spiritual liberation. I'm going to find out. It's deep down inside me. I've just covered it up with all these worldly clamors. See, because I have this allergy to the body, obsession of the mind, and I have a twofold illness, and the solution to the allergy is entire abstinence. I mean, the solution to the mental twist is an entire psychic change. So the miracle today isn't that I, I don't eat no matter what, don't eat no matter what, one day at a time. The, the miracle today is because I've had this spiritual liberation. I've had a, a spiritual awakening as a result of working these steps. It's I I, one day at a time, the obsession has been removed, and I do not want to eat. That is the miracle today. Not that I can control it. Not that I can avoid it. Not can I can have, I'm, not, I'm avoiding hungry, I'm lonely, tired, avoiding people, places, and things, avoiding triggers. I do not want my food because I have that spiritual liberation with a connection from a higher power. So look at your own experience today. Ask yourself that, that famous question by a talk show host from the 90s. How is what you're doing working for you today? And if it's not working, you know, make the, come to that conclusion and seek the spiritual liberation from this world, which these beautiful 12 steps offer each and every one of us on the line. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim. Okay, Tina S., you're up, followed by Deborah R.
8: Thanks, Katie, for your service. Uh, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, some great stuff. I loved the the share that the reader had, and it just covered these uh, paragraphs um, wonderfully. You know, and I, too, wanted to talk about the spiritual liberation. You know, there is a freedom that comes about for me, you know, that... I can't even explain, and it's and it's spiritual, and it's through the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know that's how it works. That's what it that's what it gives me, and it isn't about the food, and for me it's not about the booze or the or the drugs or the shopping or the sex or whatever that I used to put in front of God. You know it's it's not about any of that. It's about me suiting up and showing up for life. You know in a way that I could never do before, and and, and for freedom from myself. Selfish and self-centeredness, you know, so that I can participate in life and be of service, you know, to not co- constantly think about me and what I can get, and uh, let alone the freedom in my mind about whether I'm going to eat or not eat and when and how I'm going to get it. You know, that's that's a bonus. But, you know, and it also tells me that um, that God may. God made these things possible. You know, Tina didn't have any, well, I had some stuff to do with it. You know, I did the footwork. But on my own, I'm screwed. And I, and I always say that for me. You know, and, then I, and I love that it talks about that, that deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And it may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things. And that happens for me. You know, that certainly happens for me, but the good news is, is that I have a solution today, that I don't have to live in that stuff anymore. I used to think that I would die doing all that. Well, that isn't my life today, and it's only through this that ha- that it happens for me. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank
0: you, Tina. Okay, Deborah R., you're up, followed by Larry K. Good morning. This is Deborah R. How are you?
9: Good morning, everyone. Thanks. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Jam packed. Um, just very grateful, glad to be a part of the um, vision this morning. And um, imagine life without faith, We're nothing left but pure reason, it wouldn't be life. But we believed in life, of course we did. And uh, I really like that example. You know, can I? I mean, I could identify that. You know, I don't believe that we're just here randomly whirling out of in nothing as they talk about it and um it, <clears throat> that um it's just a faith we've all got faith is the way I've kind of been taught about it. It might be faith in negative things or things that aren't um on a positive scale or it can be faith in um good things. And, and God is good. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And he is forever trying to help me. And for me, they said God made these things possible. And we only smiled. And I was in that category for a while. I did not have um, a connection with my higher power when I first came into program 34 years ago. I believed that there was a God, I just didn't have any personal connection. And I really found that um, I had to let it kind of grow on me, um, that it was a way to um, come to believe. Um, I didn't, and and the more, and even the willingness to believe was enough to get me started, which it was. And then when I started looking for those little transformations, they talk about the psychic change. And my sponsor helped after I got to um, step two and three to start looking and writing down every day the little things like, you know, a car lets me into traffic. Um, You know, some other person smiled to me at the checkout line. Um, I needed a a dime for change and there was one laying on the floor or something. Just little things to begin to see that my higher power is there taking care of me all the time. And now I'm glad to say I do have faith. And for those who aren't sure yet, just keep coming back, act as if, and allow it to grow on you. And
0: with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. Um, okay, Larry Kay, you're up, followed by Kathy B.
10: Hey, Katie. Uh, thanks so much for your service, Larry Kay, uh Recovered compulsible Reader. The, um, I wanna talk about uh, liberation. Liberation, it's, it's an action that gives us freedom from this, the imprisonment of this obsession. It's what we have is this obsession. And, you know, the the prisoner cannot give himself liberation. No, I, I didn't let myself out of jail. I didn't have the key to, you know, to let myself, literally the key to let myself out of the jail. I didn't remove this obsession myself. Speculative knowledge, you know, alone is not enough. Knowledge did not Liberate me from this disease. Conversely, you know, even without knowledge, one can obtain liberation if, if you engage in these steps and you are changed as a result of this process, and we call this process recovery. And, and, and as we let our own light shine, you know, through the, this transformation, we unconsciously give other people, maybe consciously, we give other people permission to walk this same path. That, that's what we do here. You know, come join us. It's available to you. And, and we're, we're liberated from our own fears. And our presence automatically liberates others. It helps others to become liberated through the same process. You know, my, my higher power is a God of liberation. My higher power is a God of mercy. You know, my my higher power is not a God of punishment, of tit for tat, of judgment, you know, know, to knock me down, set me up. My God is not a God that's going to set me up to laugh, to watch me fail. No, I just, I take the actions through this process of recovery. I take them quickly. I take them in sequence. I take them as only a human being can, imperfectly. And when I do that, when I see this process through, I'm changed, and then my light shines for others. It happened some 80 years ago. It still happens today. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry. Okay, Kathy B., you're up.
10: Um, It's Kathy V.,
11: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Oh, V. Um, okay, i yeah. um, I'm Kathy V, and I'm from Missouri, and this is my first year here, so please forgive me if I'm not smooth. Um, I've always believed in God in a big way, and I've lived pretty much my entire life dedicated to doing what I always thought was God's will. But if you look at the definition of faith, it says it's the assured expectation of things hoped for and the dominant. Dem- the demonstration of realities that are not seen, and so you know throughout my life, you know I've always seen. If I see a pregnant woman, you know that when the time comes, there's going to be a baby. You know over and over again that that never fails. And I personally, I know that every fall there's going to be football. And I've had faith. I've had faith in Weight Watchers. I've had faith in Jimmy Craig. You know, all of the personal trainers, you name it, I've, I've had faith that that was going to fix me. So I have to ask myself, why, why not have faith that what has worked for thousands and thousands of people for many, many years can work for me? You know, why is that lacking? This is, you know, this is just a, such an eye-opening chapter for me this time. Um, and with that, I passed.
0: Okay, thank you, Kathy B. Okay, who else would like to share on these paragraphs on page 54,
12: 55? Barbara right. E. Jen R. 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 R.
0: Chrissy G.
13: Chrissy
0: G. Jen Jen Laura H. Laura H. H. Ge- R. Nancy R. Nancy R. Jackie B. Ros R.
14: Florida. Time for a commercial, Ros- Katie?
0: Okay, sorry, Harlan, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> first, we'll have a commercial. Um, okay, let me just get this. It was Barbara, was it Barbara E, that very first Barbara? E is an. L. Barbara Edward. E. Okay, great. Okay, I have Barbara E, Nessa R, Chrissy G, Jan C, Larry, Laura H, Nancy B, Jackie B, and Roz R. But first... We will have Harlan. Go ahead, Harlan.
14: Thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service this morning, and thank you to Team Wednesday. We've been reading this morning and talking this morning about a liberation, a kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems. And, boy, when I look at what's going to happen in northern New Jersey on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of September, I am inspired because this is going to be an opportunity for inspiration, a weekend of inspiration, education, motivation, and fellowship. And it is going to be just fantastic because in my disease, I would never be able to access something like this. The power of the Big Book Weekend is going to be held in northern New Jersey, If you would like information on this upcoming convention, this is going to be the 2017 convention of A Vision For You, please go to A Vision For You, that's A Vision, one word, for, the number for you dot info, and if you go to A Vision For You dot info, you will get an opportunity to see the details of this upcoming convention and that there is a convention flyer you can download. There's detailed information that you can access. Uh, there's two hotels and there's lots and lots of really fantastic stuff going to be happening. I hope to see you there. I hope that you get a chance to ex- experience the fellowship And the power of the big book, and to get to see some of the people whose voices you hear on this line. All the time, some of the people not only are on the daily meetings but have done these special editions. This is going to be recovery in its tangible form. I hope you'll be there. Again, it's a dot the power of the Big Book Weekend 2017 in northern New Jersey. Hope to see you there. Be there or be square. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Harlan. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have Barbara E. followed by Nessa R.
15: Thank you, everyone. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey on a rainy day. I love these paragraphs because for me, I perverted the steps, the wonderful 12 steps of our program. My first step of insanity was I admitted I was powerless over nothing and I could manage my life perfectly and those of anyone else who'd allow it. And my step two of insanity was I came to believe that there was no power greater than me and the rest of the world was insane. And finally, I'll just stop with step three, even though we're in step two, I made a decision to have my loved ones and the rest of the world turn their will and their life over to my care. You can imagine how well that worked. It didn't work at all. I said I believed in a higher power. I joked that it was my refrigerator. I morphed it into my sponsor, the tools, the fellowship, and yes, Even though I was abstinent, even though I was abstinent, I was not happy, joyous, and free. So I recently heard a parable about a starving donkey who was offered two stacks of hay to choose from. The donkey is at death's door but can't decide which one of the stacks to eat, so he starves. I don't want to be that starving donkey. I know there's no proof of a higher power. But there's ample evidence as I hear around me. On the other hand, there's no proof that there isn't a higher power. But there's ample scientific evidence around me. There's ample evidence to refute both. But I don't want to be that starving donkey. I had to make a decision which to believe. If I chose one, I'll continue to believe in my own arrogance, self-sufficiency, and powerfulness. I'll continue to believe that my way, just staying abstinent, is enough and accept that I'll be spiritually bankrupt. Another choice is I could choose to believe in a higher power of the universe. And that power may at some point grant me inner peace if I take action, follow the steps, and accept that I am nothing if I don't abandon myself to it. So that's what I have to do on a day-by-day basis. And every day, I I take my power back and I write my set-aside prayer for that day. And my set-aside prayer for for today, August 14th, was simply, please help me to set aside everything I think I know about my powerfulness and my... um, Ability to control others and replace it with tolerance, acceptance, and love—love love above all else. With that, I pass. I'm
0: okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barbara E. Nessa R. You're up, followed by Chrissy G. Hi. Good
13: morning. Um, this is Nessa R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada, and. You know, in our society today, we believe that freedom is the ability to do whatever we want, when we want, how we want. But that is not the definition of freedom. Freedom is really um, a state of not being imprisoned or not being enslaved or subjugated. And even those who say, um, you know, I, I am free to do whatever I want. They don't really do whatever they want. You know, they're slaves to um, the pursuit of um, wealth, power, you know, uh, beauty, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like all, all, all that we have to do to, to look how enslaved we truly are in our society is just look at that person with a cell phone, you know, because we are enslaved to our cell phones. And that is not freedom, you know. Oftentimes, you know, people in the rooms and outside of the rooms, you know, usually those who are struggling with weight, newcomers, you know, relapses. And as I said, people outside of the room saying, you know, like I could never do what you do. Like you're, you're a slave to your program. You spend, you know, hours on the phone. You know, six meetings a week. You spend hours talking to sponsors Not to mention the time that you spend doing your own step work. You know, that amounts to hours and hours to the in the day and you know, I, I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I, could, I couldn't be so restricted. And the truth is that it is that structure that provides me the freedom, freedom from being enslaved to the food, freedom from being enslaved to, to my desires freedom from being enslaved to what other people will say, what other people will think, um, you know, because I know now that as long as my side of the street is as long as my will is aligned with God's will, the rest doesn't really matter, you know, and I am going to be okay. And that is true freedom, you know, to be able to go to an event and, you know, uh, and not be enslaved by the dessert table. You know, it is not freedom to be able to go to the dessert table and take whatever I want. That is exactly the opposite of freedom. That is subjugation. You know, freedom is to be able to say, I don't need it, I don't want it, I'm not here for that. I mean, that is the true freedom. And what I have to do today to, 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 uh, to gain that freedom and to keep that freedom you know, is to remain obstinate, to work my steps. You know, to carry the message. You know, it's just like this, these three simple things. You know, trust God, clean house, help others, and that is that is true freedom. When my focus is on that and not on everything else, then that is true freedom. And I am free today, thank God, by uh, the grace of uh, of this of this program, and um, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Nessa. Okay, Chrissy G, you're up, followed by Jan C.
16: Chrissy G, press star one to unmute.
2: Good morning.
12: Sorry about that. It's Chrissy G, recovered, compulsive hey, over eater. An anorexic from New Jersey. And the freedom that I feel and the the peace of mind that I feel having gone through this process is and and I not to not to minimize the power of my initial spiritual awakening, but it was def, it was and is definitely a beginning, and 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 the book tells us that that this is but a beginning, and I need I need to know that for two reasons because I need to communicate that with my sponsees who are afraid of a spiritual awakening, you know, to have that. Uh, some tremendous change to change uh, have a personality change within themselves is might sound like um, a welcomed thing but it's also a scary thing whether consciously or subconsciously you know because what does that look like and how is that going to affect my life and the people around me you know so it's the, so the idea of it is that it is just a beginning, and it is, you know, the the freedom from bondage of one particular defect, which happens to be the food. And as I go through my my inventory, and I see, and I go through four through nine, and I see how my behavior and my thinking has effects, has affected my life, and has caused me to create my own suffering and I ask God to come in to change those things as he reveals those things to me step by step there's more freedom and more freedom and it's it's so for me it's so gradual and so gentle and never more than I can handle Um, because the changes are possible but change is also challenging and um, I I just wanted to share that because I I hate to think that it that someone might get the message that it's like this once and for all big change and all the the all the the cell doors open and it's like you have all this freedom that actually might be very intimidating um, so with that I pass thank you.
16: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chrissy. Okay, Jan C, you're up, followed by Laura H.
2: Jan C, please
16: press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Jen C. Okay,
0: Jen, go ahead, please. Um, I read this a while ago. I've been
17: uh I I actually camped out uh for a while in um one sentence, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental belief, idea of God. And I just camped out there for a while, and I thought, so God created us, and in us, he put a a fundamental idea of himself. Well, now, why would he do that? Why would he put an idea of himself in each one of us? And I thought, well, it's because he probably wants a connection with us. He wants us to connect with him um, on a spiritual level. Um, and I, I've really grown to believe that to be true, that in every person, um, God wants us, each and every one of us, to connect with him on a spiritual level because he knows that if we do, that we have a much better chance to stay abstinent, that it's a better life for us. So that kind of God, to me, is a loving God, a God that would... Uh, put in in us the ability to want to connect with him or need to connect with him to give us a better life is a loving God to me. I also believe, too, that he also gave us that want to make a God out of something. And a lot of people, including myself, have made a God out of food, out of human reason, out of beauty, beauty, have made gods out of money, um, but that need for a God is for God himself. And I think that the first three steps of the 12 steps is refocusing what our current view of God is, whether it be money or sex, um, whatever lowercase g that is of God, to replace that. The first three steps is to replace that with the, with the big G God. And then after that is done, then steps four through 12 can do its work with God in in his rightful place. Thank you. I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Jen C. Okay, Laura H., you're up, followed by Nancy B.
16: Nancy. Good morning. This is Laura H. in Chicago. Can I be heard?
0: Yes. Thank you.
18: Okay. Oh, again, the big book, it just smacks me in my face every morning. And I'm so grateful to be here with all of you on this line. Um, you know, in the first paragraphs that we read, it goes on to, to describe the scientific, the electrons. And, you know, we put our faith in that. And I certainly did that in my disease. I put my faith in all of those weigh and pay programs. And, you know, I could lose weight. I could do it. I did it, but for about five minutes. You know, I mean, I could lose 100 pounds and then I gained 120. Then I could lose 120 and then gain 150. Before I knew it, this disease was so progressive. It was so rapid. I, I, don't, I, I, I didn't understand the the severity, the the death of my life. I didn't understand that I had this disease it wasn't until I walked in the rooms and then going on top of page 55 that paragraph yet we had been seeing another kind of flight a spiritual liberation from this world people who rose above their problems and it made me think I'm working with a sponsor right now and we're just finished Bill's story on page nine one of my favorite lines it's just so powerful is, you know, when Ebby Thatcher comes into the room and he sees his friend and he refers to it as fresh skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inexplicably different. What had happened? And uh, that just, even just reading it again, makes me so happy because. When I walked into the rooms of OA, first of all, I thought I was in the room place. I actually asked if this is OA because everybody was normal body weight. Now, but there, you know, where I went, there, that was it. And I was thinking, oh, great, I'm the biggest one here as usual. You know, these people don't have an eating problem. And, uh, and, and then as I, you know, I kept coming back and I could see that they had laughter and joy in their eyes. And then coming every day on this phone call, listening to all of you who are recovered and and taking your work and taking your action and going forth in your day. There's, there is freedom. I was at a meeting yesterday and we were on step six, a face-to-face meeting. And, you know, my character defects are always with me, right? Even though I ask God to remove them, it's a daily thing. And sometimes they crop back up. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm doing really well and then other times, you know, not so much, but, um, It just reminded me when we were talking about it, like if a caged animal, you know, and whether it's a bunny, a bird of prey, and they're in this cage, right? And every day they're getting fed and, and their home, it's their little home. And maybe they've been there for their whole life. And I said to, you know, when I was sharing, it's like, that's me. I was in this cage, right? I was getting fed. I thought I was safe. I thought this is my life. And before I know it, the pain was too big. And, you know, going back to that caged animal, you know, when finally you let that cage, you open the doors, you know, that, that animal, if you think about it, and I put myself there, I didn't want to come out, right? It was too painful. You know, I don't want to let go of these character defects. I want to stay in there. And then my sponsor would come in, you know, bring her hand to me, and I would step out maybe two two steps. And I'd go Thank you. And that's and I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm thankful you're all here with that I
0: Okay, thank you, Laura. Okay, next we have Nancy. I'm not sure if it was Nancy B. or Nancy R. It was Nancy R. Okay, that's what I thought. Thank you, Nancy R. Go ahead. Then we'll have Jackie B. and I'm afraid Roz R. You may have to wait till the second hour if you're available for that.
5: Hi. Thank you, moderator. Thank you for your service. Thank you for an opportunity to share. Uh, this um, passage has special meaning for me today. I was raised uh, in a family that was full of faith. And I used to hear uh, phrases like, God will see you through. Trust in God, baby. God will see you through. Um, and it was all academic, purely academic but until I had my own mountaintop experiences, only when I truly was put in a position where I knew that it was only God and God alone that brought me through that I began to develop faith, this, this weekend was one. I had something very tragic to occur. And I'm still in a lot of emotional pain from it. But... Um, this program, this way of life, let me know that I can get through this it, it it i know I know I can get through it. I have to feel the pain, and I know that eating is not an option for me that's that's the ability to arise above my disease and say yes and talk to my sponsors, my sponsor went to a meeting, just expressed how I felt uh the uh, desire to overeat is not there, and I know that that it's not me. that's not the Nancy that I know. That's how I got through the deaths of my parents. I ate my way through uh anything bad that's how I dealt with life but today I have faith I have faith that this program in this program and my connect- this program is connecting me with my with with my God. And today, I, too, consider God will see me through. What a gift. What a gift to be able to uh, sit through the pain, deal with life on life's terms, knowing that there's a other, that, that, that I'll, I'll get to the other side, that I can get through it without eating. I have that faith today that I received through living, living in this 12-step program, and for that I'm eternally grateful. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. Okay, Jackie B., you'll be our last
16: share this morning. Good morning. This is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your shares. Thank you for the service that uh, Team Wednesday has done today. Um, I am so grateful. you know this passage just is in a testament to what occurred today this morning, um, and how I've had a psychic change in my behavior in my actions. Um, this morning I got up. I already figured out my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Put it in the bag. Put it in. Put it down. Get to work. I'm ready to take everything out and find I left everything home. For a split second split second, I panicked. Oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Because um, I weigh and measure. And I said, God, will take care of me. And then all of a sudden, I get a text from someone in fellowship that says, hi, how are you doing today? And my initial reaction would have always been, well, I can't talk to that person right now. i got to go right down and, and deal with the food. And I said, you know what? No. God wants me to rely on him. Okay, I choose God today for my uh, higher power, um, and I did that. I texted that person. I said, listen, I forgot my thing, but I will take care of it. Went downstairs, picked those things that are already weighed and measured that are abstinent for me, took care of it, came upstairs, put it down, and went right to turning on the meeting. And then listening to all the shares, I said, oh, my God. I've had a psychic change. I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat. Is it going to be luxury? Is it going to be this? Is it going to calm me? I'm actually being part of fellowship. I'm I'm texting, and I called my husband. I left it. He said, oh, poor me. No, it's not poor me. Just put in the refrigerator. I'll take it tomorrow. I am so grateful for this program because I realize that today it's about my recovery. It's about being present. If I'm present, working the steps. Being there, being able to share, being able to tell people that, look, things happen. Life happens. Good, bad, sad, or indifferent. But you know what? As long as we work this program and we give it to our higher power, whatever that is, and say, hey, you take care of it. I'm getting on the bus. You drive it. Then everything works. So whatever the results. I know today that I'm recovered and it's not about the food. Thank you, and everybody have a lovely, wonderful day. Bye. I passed. Thank you, Jackie.
0: Okay. And thank you um, to everyone who has shared. Thank you to all who participated this morning, uh, Naomi B., Yvette, Duell, Leslie W., Deborah R. Uh, really appreciate all the help in getting this meeting done. Um Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, June 14th, 2017 is 10039. That's 10,039. We will now close with the readings in the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Deborah R. please read A Vision for You, our book is meant to be suggestive only, and if you're not, Deborah, please mute your phone. Thank you.
16: Hi, this is Deborah, and it reads, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We real life, we know
13: only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and us.
9: Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order And you will surely meet us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.